and if you can't search it, can't find it, don't know they exist, don't know they offer the service, well, you don't read your local newspaper anymore. There's no classified ads. Or like, so yes, uh, like I said, unless you uh, have an ice cream place at the beach where people are going to the beach and you just happen to be there, uh, there's not many other places that can get by without at least a website to let them know you exist and what you do. Welcome to Monday Mornings with Michelle, the new business podcast. Whether you're kicking off your day or kickstarting your business, Michelle is going to kick your ass into next week with the essential fours. Strategy, systems, support, and state of mind. Now, welcome to center stage, Michelle Nedelec. Hey there, peeps. This is Michelle Nedelec, and I am super glad that you're here with us today because I am here with my most amazing guest ever. Mr. Brad Mooney. Brad, thank you so much for being here with us today. For those of you who don't know, I'm a little biased. <laughs> I'll explain <laughs> that in a little bit. Okay. So uh, tell us who you are and give us a quick introduction to your business. What do you do? Well, I'm Brad Mooney. Uh, my business is called Awareness Strategies, and we do digital marketing and automation for small business. So what that means is our, our target market is uh, companies between $1 and $20 million dollars. And we actually like to partner with them to be a done-for-you service for their marketing, marketing tech, and their automation uh, for sales and fulfillment. Awesome. Um, and we will get into all of that in a minute. <laughs> so let's back up the bus a little bit and tell us, how did you get into a done-for-you tech or tech period? Well, uh, I guess it started with, a, I'm actually an electrical engineer. Um, and... <clears throat> I grew up in Calgary, which is an oil and gas town. So I actually started my engineering career in oil and gas. Um, but it was actually a pipeline. So the pipeline takes crude oil from Drayton Valley to Edmonton. And they hired me because they didn't have any electrical people. And they were putting in a SCADA system to control the pipeline, which controlled the pressures, told you stuff, and, and controlled the actual pumps and stations and tanks and all this stuff. So I started with them uh, to put this gated system in and that completed. So then I moved into other things and I ended up in their research and development area and um, a very interesting project with pneumatic capsule pipelines, which are little cars you put inside a pipeline with little wheels on it. And then you pump air behind it. So it's sort of like a train, but their individual cars are not connected and you can pump them through and come out the other end. And I got into it programming this on an IBM personal computer back then and actually modeling the, the actual physical forces in the car and in the air pockets. And, and, and basically that's how we modeled the whole concept of, you know, how much horsepower would take and everything else. But I love these little computers. They, they were programmable. You could put uh, back, we started with Fortran, but then we moved into basic. So I got hooked into computers. And from there I started a computer store and actually sold them for a while and all this ends up with, uh, <clears throat> um, I've done a lot of project management, infrastructure stuff for oil and gas, and I love computers. So that's sort of what I do is computers. So that's how I got into the computer side. Uh, we started a small business and we needed to do marketing. We needed to get uh, leads and get out there and wanted to get outside of Calgary and go on the web internationally. So we need some tools to do that. 
So we started with a, a group, probably about 20 people that are all trying to do the same thing. And um, I don't know if you've run across Jay Fassett, but he was sort of the leader of this because he was trying to do that first. And we were all, as a mastermind, trying to figure it all out. So again, my computer came in and said, uh, well, these, you know, Jay said, here's the six different products you need. And I looked at them and we could make them work. But then I found this other product called Infusionsoft that integrated like five of the six. And I loved it so much that we used that to do our own marketing and our own lead capture and creating all that. So I was a client and, and doing the tech for our own company first. And that was probably yeah a decade ago or so. Um, but of those 20 people that we were all doing this with, most of them had real hard times with their tech. Uh, so we, after using it ourselves for about five years, we expanded our business to help other small businesses by helping them with their tech as well. So we do use Infusionsoft. Uh, I love the product. Uh, a lot of people complain that it's uh, very hard to use. Well, and it is hard to use if you're trying, you know, if you're an owner of a business, you should not be in your uh, Infusionsoft. You should be leaving that to other people because part of its complexity is also the power it has. So we love it because it does everything we want it to do. Uh, there's all sorts of other products around it that can help, as well as got a custom API that we can actually do custom programming if we actually had to get down to that level. So for us, it is a tool of choice because it lets us do almost anything we've ever wanted to do. Um, so yes, that's what we do now is we, we have a, a company of about 15 people that all specialize in website design, websites, capturing leads, putting those leads into a database, being Infusionsoft, um, email marketing to those leads. And, and it also goes through more than just marketing. Uh, we can get into helping the sales department with a sales pipeline, uh, making sure no leads are lost and people are moving through the system, as well as automation for fulfillment. So if there's certain things that have to happen to actually make things work, uh, again, automate it, make sure the customers are happy, make them raving fans, uh, get referrals, and continually to grow your business with your technology. So that's what we do. I love it. So let's dive into this a little bit, because I know a lot of people think as soon as they hear the word automated, they think, oh, it's you set it, set it up and it's done and I never have to look at it again. And I think they have, the problem with that is that they, they don't realize the magnitude with which they have systems set up automatically. And once you have a ton of those systems set up automatically, they need to have some maintenance done to them. So what is it about technology and automated systems that require maintenance? Well, and um, I think a lot of this goes down to the, we're in the starting point of this whole business of the technology that's out there. Uh, everybody's trying to bring new changes to their software faster than everybody else and getting the leading edge. Like even Windows has been around for you know decades they're producing major changes to the systems on a, at least on an every six months basis. Uh, and typically a lot of these systems, it's, it's more than that. And a lot of these things automatically update themselves and automatically change things. And all these things happen. And a lot of them need to happen because there's security reasons for doing it and functionality and all that, <clears throat> but it typically breaks other things. So if something's working along fine, all of a sudden it stops working. Um, and, and to me, one of the problems with the industry and the fallacies is it's easy. You just push a button and it automatically works. Well, what? You're not one click away from a million dollars? <throat> Come on. 
<laughs> well, you probably are if you had the right click, but it takes you uh, six months to build that one button to do that with. Um, so, and, but yes, so the, the industry is developing, everything's changing. Security and spam, that's a whole other thing that I, you know, I'd like all spammers to get shot, but uh, <clears throat> I don't know if you're allowed to say that on the air. <laughs> How they, yeah. I think and that's a euphemism. It's just a euphemism. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> But yeah, so, so a, a lot of people will do things on a project basis. So they'll come in and they'll, you know, spend $10,000 or something doing their website and developing it all and creating it. And yes, at that point in time, it's, it works well and, and it's, you know, it's, it's a good system. But then they leave. And when they leave, if nobody's looking after it, things start breaking, things start, start not working, uh, things are automatically updating. Uh, you know, Google doesn't like your page as much because it's not changing. And there's all these new things coming out that tie together for SEO and Google's changing its rules on who gets put at the top. So the environment itself, you know, we, we tell our, our employees that, you know, if you don't, if everything's good right now, just wait six months. It's going to be, you have to learn new things in that six months because everything's going to change. Absolutely. It's like the weather in Calgary. Wait five minutes and it'll change. What? Technology, wait six months and it will change, guarantee. So. Let's talk about one, why technology changes, because I think a lot of people overlook that one. We don't have to go into that in depth. And then I want to go and look at kind of from a business owner strategic point of view, what kind of things are they looking for in technology? So let's start with why does technology change every six months right now, in your opinion? Well, especially on the marketing side, uh, it's changing every six months because the environment is changing. Uh, the internet has changed the way everything happens on the marketing scale. Um, Google changes its algorithms. New software comes out. New technologies like chat and um, you know Apple on their iPhone changing the algorithms. So the the, the whole getting people's attention has changed, and all these things. There's there's always new things to come up. And say, oh, we'll do this, and it's new and exciting, and therefore it'll change. Like Facebook will come on the scene or whatever other newest app and, and stuff. So uh, it is a constantly swirling pot. Like I'm thinking of a witch with her cauldron and all these <laughs> new things are throwing in. Everyone's while throwing I'm pretty frog. sure that's how everybody thinks about technology. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it, it can be a little bit of a, a witch's soup because um, a lot of these things, one of the key words in all this is integration. Like you, none of these pieces of software and applications and mobile apps and all that stuff, none of it can run by itself. It needs to talk to something. You need to um, get that person's information and, and talk to them. Um, good, good thing is email, a good um, example. Example, yes. A good example is email. Email used to be the main thing for, for getting people's attention. You could send them people's stuff and they would actually open up the email and read it and but email open rates and email is actually going down. Uh, it's still very effective, but it's not near as effective as it was five years ago. And it's being replaced with other things like chat, like SMS texts, like uh, being part of a group, you know, on a some other group page. So all these things are changing and people are wanting it because they, they want to do their social life and, and all their active stuff. So because that's all changing, it makes everything else change too. Um, and then, of course, technology. 
typically technology changes and somebody wants to bring out the new feature before somebody else, which means, well, maybe it wasn't tested as well as it should have been. And maybe it's, you know, it hasn't been properly uh, put through the ringer as far as a uh, you know, actual real client using it. So a lot of the things are actually caused by getting to the market first, which of course, everybody has that same thing because the first one there typically gets the biggest share. And then the third thing I think is a really in here is coming more and more in here is security. People finding uh, holes in programs that can get in and uh, attack databases and take things down just for the fun of it or or even for the dollar value of it to take somebody down. Like the and that is becoming another reason for things changing quickly because as the security things are found and fixes are made, well, then those fixes need to be rolled out. Of course, they're not rolled out with the proper testing and everything else either. So they cause other issues. So it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a dog chasing its tail. And, and yeah, that uh, because of the growth of the internet and, and what it's doing and, and the reach you can have. And um, like an average store owner has went from marketing to his local town where everybody knew him on, on the main street one block long to now, if he's not on the internet, uh, people can't even find him to go to the store. And he's not competing for the 500 people in town. He's competing with the billions of people in the world. So the, the, the view has changed. But if you're a local store, you need to be on the internet. You need to be on Google My Business so uh, people with a map can find you. So that uh, if people are looking for what you're selling, they can actually find it, know when you're available. And potentially, you don't have to actually ship it online, but that's becoming more and more of a thing, right? Amazon has dominating the market because it ships to your door. Absolutely. So when it comes to business, in your kind of perspective of things, how important is it for businesses, especially if they're well-established businesses? Say you have a business between $1 and $20 million and clearly established, clearly you have an on. Um, an audience, how important is that for them in the upcoming five years to have a plan or or to be online, to be selling through the internet? It, it's becoming more and more important every day. And um, I think even today, there's very few businesses that can get by without an internet presence. Um, the things are driven by Google search. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? <laughs> well, yeah, it, like you, you do everything on Google, right? I mean, um, and if you can't search it, can't find it, don't know they exist, don't know they offer the service. Well, you don't read your local newspaper anymore. There's no classified ads. Or like, so yes, uh, like I said, unless you uh, have an ice cream place at the beach where people are going to the beach and you just happen to be there, uh, there's not many other places that can get by without at least a website to let them know you exist and what you do. Absolutely. I think it would be difficult to ship ice cream internationally. <laughs> I, even even the, the food trucks, though, a lot of them are going online because they have a special recipe. They have a special something, something that they can sell. So if it's their jerk spice they sell that online and they have their truck and some of them are making you know millions of dollars off of their online presence versus the fun that they have parking the van at the beach and just going and talking to people well they definitely need to be and we we had a we have a customer like that that uh we most of these trucks um they have followers 
They have people that love their food and love to know they're at. The problem is, where is the truck? How do you find them? Uh, are they going to be at this farmer's market or that one? So we developed this for one client. We called it uh, hmm, location near me. So these things would drive around to different places, and we would email the people coming up to the next town if they're going to your town, saying, hey, the truck's going to be there Friday, uh, and let them know when, and send it to everybody that was you know, geologically in their town, and people would come out. They would love to know that their special food is 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 available. So even them, though, yeah, they're, they're they're actually their own little problem of of knowing exactly where there are and uh, and getting the right people there. Well, and I can just see that at some point you'll have a website with a little truck going around the streets, <laughs> so you can go on the web, check them out, and know exactly where their truck is as it's driving around. And well, that that's like possible today, right? Put a GP, GPS in the, you know, thing on his truck and just put yep. it on a map and you can tell, hey, this is where the truck exactly is. But it still doesn't give you a schedule of where we're going to be in an hour and, uh, and you need to But we out, can right? gamify that and it'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> so what are some of the, what are some of the standard things that kind of every business in, in that range, let's kind of keep it in that range because otherwise we're talking forever about startups versus solopreneurs versus, versus, versus. So just in that realm, what are some things that all businesses need to have in order to be able to kind of one, maximize their online presence and two, stay with uh, current technology as it is? Well, I think the first thing is a website, right? The, the website is, is, even if it's just a brochure, it needs to explain who you are, why people care, why they want to come to you and then what you have to offer. Um, the problem with it is usually the next step, and that is, I don't know of any business that can't use more leads, uh, and you want to capture leads. So where do you get leads from? Well, one is from a website. Like if you do a search and you find on Google and Google sends you to the website, well, then um, offer a lead magnet, get their name and, and get their information so you can start to let them know about you. But you can also pay for ads and do a lot of other ways. But you can the, the gathering of the leads to me into a database is is very critical. Um, and why is that? The main thing is to to follow up with them, to not lose them. Um, I know back in the days of business cards, people would have a gathered business cards and gather the lead, and then they leave on a pile on the side of their desk. Well, that doesn't do you any good as far as converting that lead to a client. So you need to get the lead into a database that you can nurture them, let them know what you're doing. Uh, you want to segregate your list depending on who they are and what they're interested in. But you you need to use that information to convert the leads to clients. And so that same database needs to make sure they don't get lost. So um, Infusionsoft has what they call a sales pipeline. So you have buckets in different places. And as people move through it, they move from one bucket to the other bucket. But they're always in a bucket somewhere. So they're not lost. They're not sitting on the edge of your desk, um, of course. So then you got you know, your leads, and then you convert the leads to sales. And then uh, our fulfillment actually helps on the, on the fulfilling whatever you're doing as well. It can be as simple as a digital course. It's automatic. Or it's uh, following up on, on creating products and, and booking uh, things in the production schedule. So that whole steps through there is what we help with small business. Awesome. So 
I think people kind of lose. <laughs> well, I know people lose because I know every salesperson on the planet still to this day has either that stack of business cards or they have a ton of uh, phone numbers in their phone that they totally forgot about and have not connected with. So from and I'm going to I'm going to start talking just particularly on Infusionsoft and what it does now, because a lot of people don't understand what difference or what impact that can make to their business. So they go, oh, I have MailChimp or something like that. That's good enough, right? And don't get me wrong, done is the new perfect. I love done. I will advocate done over perfect any day of the week. So if that's where you're at, that's where you're at. But let's talk about what Infusionsoft is capable of doing when it comes to, and I'm going to go through each step as I see it, of the your ideal client's ideal journey. So let's start with the leads. You, you talked about this thing called an opt-in. For those who don't know what an opt-in is, what is it? And how do you start wrapping your head around, how do I create an opt-in if I'm a, like a legal office or if I'm a, like, it seems obscure to have an opt-in. But let's start with what is it first? And then we'll go into for who and how they do that. Well, let's define that specifically for a lead magnet. And then when I say lead magnet, I, I basically, uh, it's something you're going to give to somebody to entice them to give you their information and their information can even start with just, you know, first name and email address. And then, but you can get into all sorts of other things. You can get into their, their LinkedIn account and all other stuff. But so when they come here to your uh, website, the key things about website right now is content. <clears throat> Google has changed their search engine. It's no longer SEO or search engine optimization. It's actually UXO user experience optimization. So when you actually do a search on Google, Google follows you to the website. So you know they're actually doing a lot of weird stuff in the background, but they actually know every click you do and they know exactly which pages you hit, how long you're there and everything else. So they're looking for the best um, fulfillment of that Google search so that they can do it for the next person and they will be the best Google search engine out there. So the, their, their reasons for doing this is to make them, you know, the search engine, which they already are, but keep them. And part, well, and part of that is content, right? The, the, you, the page has to be uh, what the person wants. It's got to give them the information they want. It's got to be entertaining. Um, you know, it's, it's got to have all those things that the person wants as a user. And typically, one of the things they want is to know how to do something or more information on something. So you create a lead magnet, a four-page ebook on how to do whatever. And if it's what they want, then they'll say, hey, I want that. And they will trade their email address for it, um, which you say is, well, it's, it's free, but it's not really free because they do have to give you that and then you give it to them. So that is how you entice them to to become a known entity in your database is by, you know, um, giving them uh, stuff of value to them. Nice. Okay. So, and keep in mind, when you say name and email address, that may change at the point where you're listening to this video, where it becomes the name and the phone number or the name and their Snapchat account or their name and their TikTok account, like whatever it is, we're still giving valuable information to you in exchange for that thing. And that thing, when he says it's, it has to be entertaining. It doesn't mean you have to have a little truck going around with GPS on your website. It can be a white paper to some people. It can be, you know, a your thesis. 
like depends on what entertaining is to your audience and based on the product, of course, that you sell. So keep that in mind as to it doesn't have to be out there. It just has to be whatever your clientele is looking for. And can you make it accessible to them in a way that they get to experience you so that they get to move forward in that relationship? Again, back to the food truck, maybe the lead magnet is actually an app you put on your phone that actually shows you the map and where the truck is driving. Um, Again, if if you want to be there, that's a value. And once you download your app, well, then you can talk, talk to them and actually have communication directly to the app. But we have people that give out some really valuable things on their website, like 156 page books. Um, now, it took a lot of effort to make that book, but the book was sitting on the, you know, the proverbial shelf, <laughs> digital shelf, <laughs> exactly, and and was was doing nothing. It, it was something they weren't even using anymore. So, but to the right client, it's a lot of value. So, yes, again, it's back into if it's a value, they will want it, and that's how you entice them to get involved. Nice. So you take that information, you put it in this thing called the CRM, a client relationship management software program, whatever you want to add on to that. And with that database, like one, why do I have to have a database? Why does it have to be a CRM? Why can't I just use my phone? Tell me about, talk to me about CRM and particularly this one. Well, you need a database so you can find things. Um, even on your phone, you, you can sort it alphabetically, but that's about all you can do, right? It's, it's, it's um, you, you need to be able to categorize people and, and uh, do things to them. Now, that database for us, again, is is Keep Max Classic, which is Infusionsoft. And the reason we like it is because it's, it's uh, contact-centric, which means that contact name is the main thing that's in the database. Uh, it's not there to build a funnel, and the funnel isn't uh, the main point. It's not there to actually send emails, but but it's all about the contact. <clears throat> and they have, I don't know, 300 fields that you can actually fill out for that contact to gather information. And as you go through the life of a client, you will gather information. But they also have 150 other fields you can make specifically for whatever else you want. So gathering that information is part of the the key part, the more information you can gather, like what are your dog names? So that when the, the salesperson can say, hey, how's your dog? Uh, those things do lead up to um, sales if you're used right way. But the big thing I like about um, Infusionsoft is once you get them in there, they have this thing called a campaign, which to me is a high level programming language that can um, start when somebody does something, uh, it can branch off depending on logic, if they're part of this or if the value in this field is, is this. Uh, so you can segregate your lists. If they've already bought a product, you don't offer them to them again. Um, and a good example is, is the lead page or lead magnet. So once they fill out the form, well, that starts the campaign. So it, it puts the person into the database. <clears throat> the first thing we typically do is we send a confirmation email to them, thanking them for uh, um, purchasing the product. And if it's a digital one, we may even give it to them uh, in that email. But then you can put them in a nurture campaign. You can start uh, letting them know why they should do business with you. Um, you can get people to call them or, or, or uh, send them to your Facebook group. Like There's so much you can do and so many choices. And I don't know what's best for your business, but certain businesses will have a better Facebook community than a LinkedIn community. So it, it's the whole programming part that is the real power um, of Infusionsoft. 
And of course, that programming part can include sending out emails, sending out SMS texts. Um, so there's a whole bunch of results that can happen of that. Uh, you can invite them to a webinar. You can register them for the webinar, which is another way of getting a lead is, you know, come to this free webinar, and but you have to sign up. <clears throat> so there's a, you basically start building that list of people and, and um, can automatically, by grouping them, do certain things with them. And that, that's powerful. And that's where you, you're basically customizing a group thing to an individual, which is powerful. Nice. Love that. And just purely out of curiosity. Um, so if somebody has the app <laughs> to go follow their food truck around, totally obsessed with this. We're getting out of food trucks businesses now. Um, so they have this app and they have people signing up for it. Because it has an open API, is it possible to get that data from the app into your CRM? Oh, for sure. And that's, uh, uh, we have one client that uh, he has an entire website built in PHP that uh, is all it does is talk to the database. It sends the emails out to the database where there's a history. And it starts that process of getting people in. And then through the database, you can actually see all their stuff and then do uh, do the sorting. So, yes. Which, uh, which then I'm guessing, so just to put this into English, is say you have a food truck that's going around, you're doing the, the thing, and it says, hey, we're in downtown Hollywood. Come visit us. So it could know who's in downtown Hollywood and send them an SMS text going, hey, the truck's coming to your location. will be here in five minutes. And that yes. could get sent out through the messaging system on the app, even though the data starts with that campaign in your CRM. Yes, or I could send them out an email or I could do all sorts of things. Um, nice. Okay, let, let, I'll define a little bit of my philosophy here of, uh, of software <laughs> since I've been in the business for you know 50 years or something. To me, you should not custom program things that you don't have to. So if it's unique to you and it gives you a benefit, then yes, you will do it. But you don't need to custom develop a database and all the stuff that is in Infusionsoft. Use it. It's it's a it's made by a company with 700 employees. It's been around for 20 years. Uh, there's things in there that if you wanted to custom program, you would never get to. Um, and it's maintained by them. Uh, you don't have to figure it out. Everything that goes wrong because custom programming. Is very expensive to create and probably even more expensive to maintain because the original creator usually isn't around. But when you need to, you do it. Uh, even with Infusionsoft, there's another 150 applications that sit around it that talk to Infusionsoft that are developed by other people to do certain things like scheduling directly in your calendar um, that um, provide a lot of value and they're they're actually cheap because you're you're only you're not billing it once you're 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 buying into you know thousands of them, um, and gives you a lot of functionality. So love that. And by the way, I got to talk about that whole calendaring thing because right now it is driving me crazy that there is certain calendaring software out there that does not send the meeting link in the calendar appointment. It has to be done manually. Which at which point I go why you're a software company. It should not be done manually when you're getting software to do the thing. So yes, I just had to throw that in while you mentioned calendaring software. Because uh, and when I say calendaring software, that might be the wrong terminology for it, but a piece of software that allows you to schedule an appointment based off of a link. Yeah, I'd call it scheduling software. But uh, 
So our target market is uh, sort of the one to 20 million um, revenue. And one of the problems all this out there is they don't have the expertise or uh, have taken the time to properly think out this process. Like what should they be using for software? How does it integrate? They, a lot of them have fallen into, well, I asked about this once and Tom said, use this, so we're using it. Uh, So a lot of these, and it takes some effort to make all this work together and everything else, but the result is your business can grow. So what we've done is we've created a, a thing called a digital roadmap. So for these companies that are in that area, if they need help, um, and typically they all do, uh, we will actually come up with a plan and a roadmap of what you need to do uh, in the next years to actually get you where you want to be. So this involves three main things. One is, where are you today? So what is the starting point? And then we do a five-year plan, or three-year if that's too long, uh, of where you want to be. Do you want to double your business? What does that mean? Or do you want to 10 times your business or whatever? And that, um, so with those two things, we come up with a third thing, which is the roadmap of how to get there. What technology you need to use, um, when do you need to implement it, what changes you need in your, your employees and your staffing and your resources. So we actually come up with this five-year roadmap uh, of how you need to get from A to B. Now, most of it is technology-based because in these type of growth things, your tools you use is, is a lot of what has to happen to get you where you need to be. But it's more than that. Um, it's typically a lot of work, but it's a fifteen thousand uh, dollar report that we give you. Now, it's not implementing; it's just the plan of what you need to do. So, uh, if anybody has any issues of what they're doing and how they need to get there and what they need to change, uh, that's available for them. Now, if you're actually Canadian, the Canadian government wants, well, they've actually done a study that we were talking earlier about that everybody needs to get online. Well, they do. And the government's agreed with that. And I guess Canada's a little behind as far as implementing all that. So they're trying to help their businesses that they actually have a government grant that will cover $15,000 or up to $15,000, 90% of that uh, to help Canadian companies with this. So to me, that's almost a no-brainer. You know, you, you spend uh, $1,500 to get a $15,000 report, and it can 10 times your business in five years. Right. So talk to me, because there are reports. We do a website audit that's $500, and it's a 50-page report. Just automatically comes back looking through your systems. We have a $1,500 blueprint for small businesses to understand their technology and what's going on with it. 15000 seems like a big jump. What all is entailed in that? Um, what are they? What happens in the development of this report? Well, and, and yeah, that's a good question because it, it is a very in-depth report. Uh, and it goes through everything you're doing today, you know, your website, all your technology, uh, how you do business, your org chart, how you're structured, um, what is your, your culture and how are you doing business online? So like there's even a, a SWOT analysis, which is your strengths, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. So we define all that stuff um, of your current state, which is going to require some work on your side as well to provide us this information. But when we get, get through this, uh, we'll have a good idea of what you're using, where your problems are. Uh, like we'll be talking to different departments and saying, well, what is limiting you from, from growth? And then we come up with a five-year plan and define, well, what, where do you want to be? 
you want to expand to uh, franchising in 50 stores or whatever it is. And so that is the, the big goal. And then because we got into what the problems are and what your, your things are and how they integrate, that's how we can actually develop that plan of, okay, the first thing you need to do this, it's going to take six months to do that project. Uh, there's three potential software that uh, would solve the problem. Uh, we've looked into it. And for you, this one is, is the best one to start with. And because of that integration, something else needs to change. So it, it's like, it takes us a, a month or two to actually do these things because they are a lot of work and, and it, it gets into a lot of detail. Um, but if you're serious about your business, you need to do it because you need to have a plan to, to get to where you want to be. Um, so think of it, think of it as, as strategy. Um, we're going to get into your mission statements and why you do things and, and like it, so yeah, it did uh, probably more brain power in your business than it's ever had before. <laughs> well, and, and part of this is, you know, like our we want to partner with small business. Um, I come from a, an outsourcing background, so uh, like in, in back in the oil and gas business. Well, in the oil and gas business, uh, I looked after their computer departments. And the reason we did that is that's not key business to oil and gas. They they don't really care about computers other than they need them, and you know without them they can't do anything. But um, it made a lot of sense to hire somebody who knows that business, and and uh, that is their key business. Um, one thing I typically say is, well, if I'm an oil and gas business um, and I'm a computer guy, I'm never going to become president because that's not the business. But if I'm outsourced to a, to a company that does computers, well, then I can be president because I'm in that business. And that's that's our key thing. And that's what we focus on. And that so becomes important because you want that employee to, to continually learn, to continually progress, to continually move where if they were an employee, they wouldn't have that ambition, that drive, the wherewithal to be able to get there. Whereas if it's outsourced, then they can and still maintain that position internal to that company. Well, and um, they're also not, like if you have a computer department of one person, well, there's nobody teaching them. There's nobody mentoring them. There's nobody saying, hey, uh, you should, you know, do this talk different. to others. Exactly. <laughs> Don't do that. But, but when there's an organization that that's their business, well, they, they do. Um, <clears throat> so yes, that's the model we'd like to have as, as a partner so that once, like if we build this roadmap, um, the hope would be okay. Uh, we need to implement this now and we need to work forward to, to actually building it. So, and um, especially the smaller companies, they only have like one person looking after things like this. And if that one person leaves for whatever reason, all of a sudden you're in trouble. Whereas if you have a company looking after it, well, it's, it's now our problem that they left and we need to put somebody else in there that we've trained and similar stuff and has similar standards. So, so you're not left um, with nothing. You you carry on your business and and yeah there might be a, a few bumps as somebody else gets trained up but it's it's way easier than I went from uh, nothing and Fred's gone today and I what do we do awesome so give us an example of one of your Cinderella stories so we have this one client that uh, we were brought into to help with them um, they were making twenty million dollars in revenue and they were a health retreat in Florida and and they got that size by word of mouth mostly and people uh, finding out uh, 
that they were actually helping people with their health problems. So we came in to help marketing to get them known because uh, uh, they could grow a lot if people knew they existed. So one of the first things I did was to try and figure out, well, <clears throat> what is your list of clients? Because um, they'd been around for you know, 20 years as, uh, and had been doing a lot of this. So I went to find out, well, let's find past clients and let them know uh, to come back. So uh, they did have a newsletter that went out. Uh, it was actually part of their website. It was sent out to 32,000 people, um, which is a good start. That's a lot of names. We did find out that uh, over 20 of them had opted out and were not getting it. So there was only about 25,000 in there, uh, which again, if we're going to email market, that's a good start. But I, then I started collecting other places where we could uh, find their names. Like they actually were a, had hotel software because they actually booked rooms. So we found people in there. We found people that were in the sales system that uh, had contacted them. So I ended up collecting all these different names of people and ended up with 180,000 uh, unique names and email addresses um, that these people had contacted them once and had never been touched again. So uh, we used that as our marketing to start with. And so we put in the database, uh, we started nurturing them, warming them up, and people started coming back because people forget. And unless you see the name in front of you occasionally, um, they say, oh yeah, we should go there. So we, uh, we increased the revenue by about $2 million a year just because we could market to these people and remind them they're there, send them out information, you know, even recipes on, on um, healthy eating. That's awesome. The other, yep. The other thing we did for them is we actually put together a campaign and, and a, a whole thing to do weight loss. So that's uh, one of the things we could actually write a, a launch for and, and uh, did a webinar for and started a program to bring them because the same process works for that as well. And, and it's one of the things we could market to. But they, uh, so we, we did a, a number of launches with, a, with a, a challenge in front of them and produced another like $4 million uh, of revenue with this new program over, over the course of a year. Nice. So what are the, some of the stumbling blocks that an executive might have? And they're thinking, oh my God, Brad, we need you and this roadmap so bad. <clears throat> um, I think the biggest thing is growth. Like we help small businesses grow and you need uh, marketing and sales and automation to make that happen. So um, the integration of the systems, making them do what you need to, uh, that's what we do. And that's what most small businesses need. I love it. So I know our listeners are going to want more from you. How did they start that journey with you? Well, our website is awarenessstrategies.com. Um, I would suggest you look at the roadmap in there. It's under our products. Um, and if uh, I think that's a great place to start, find out where you're at, what you need to do to get where you want to be. And if I was a small business, uh, I'd be wanting that. Awesome. We will definitely have those links in the show notes. So scroll down. You can also, of course, go to awarenessstrategies.com slash blog and search for Brad Infusionsoft or Roadmap and you will find him. I can promise you that. Awesome. So I uh, get to ask you now, Brad, at what point in life did you know that you were a special kind of crazy enough to think that you could become an entrepreneur? 
Well, that gets back into my story about these metacapsule pipelines and liking the or the the personal computer so much that I started selling them. So I actually opened up a store, and it wasn't IBM; it was actually NEC at the time. But I guess that's when I was crazy enough to say, "Hey, other people need this new technology." And again, especially small businesses back then, the personal computer has changed the world. Um, like I, I've been in the business for for ever, and I would have never even guessed about the internet and and digital videos streamed to your house and and sound like even this video conferencing happening in two different locations like it's changed the world and I guess that's that's when I got into all this stuff. I love it. You've been awesome. Thank you so much for your time. Any last words for a peeps? Um. I, I guess I'm thinking that if you're Canadian you need to take advantage of this grant that's out there uh, before it disappears. Um, for them to pay 90% of your plan to figure out how to grow, yes, just go take advantage of it. Uh, go to our website, contact us, and then we'll help you through it. Awesome. Thank you again so much for your time. I appreciate it. And I know how valuable it is. <laughs> okay, thanks for having me. Awesome peeps. This is Michelle Nedelec. Thank you for being here with us today. Be sure to subscribe to the show and share it with your friends. We love helping you grow your businesses. Thank you for listening to our show. I'm all about being a resource center for entrepreneurs to give them the information and the support that they need to make it in business. As such, the notes for this show can be found at our website at awarenessstrategies.com slash blog. Be sure to subscribe, give us a rating, like five stars personally and share with your friends.